on a whim, I was like, well, okay, I would like to do one of the bigger uh, full marathons. So I put my name in the lotto for the New York City Marathon, not thinking for a second that I would get in. This one's radio episode 678 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, today's episode is brought to you by BeReadyOnRaceDay.com. Yes, that is my book. Yes, that means I am today's official sponsor. I'm officially sponsoring myself, but uh, seen a little uh, spike lately of uh, some books being sold on Amazon, uh, which is which is exciting, which is encouraging. If you haven't gotten yourself a copy yet, obviously you can you can do so. But uh, really what I want to do today is uh, ask, beg, plead, uh, whatever, whatever it takes. If you've gotten a book in the past, whether you got it, you know, gosh, almost a year ago now when, when the book finally came out, uh, whether you've gotten it more recently than that, if you haven't left uh, a review on Amazon yet, whether you've got a Kindle version, whether you've got a paperback version, uh, could you be willing to do that? Would you be willing to do that? Um, obviously, you know, People people use those reviews to help them decide if the book is going to be helpful, help them to decide if the book is what they want. And so, you know, if we can get some more reviews on Amazon, that also kind of helps the old the Amazon juice, helps the, the book to show up a little bit quicker in the search results. Uh, I also may or may not be uh, sending Jeff Bezos a little bit of money as well to help promote the book. Um, but definitely the, the one of the biggest drivers of sales our book reviews. So if you would be so willing to head over to Amazon, leave a review for the book. Um, that's, that's honest. I'm not asking you to, to, you know, fabricate some, some, some extra story, but just what's your, what's your honest take of the book? What, what was your impression? Uh, I'd certainly appreciate it. And if you read the book all the way to the end, you know, there's a little something, something in there for you as well. If you do leave the review. So, uh, you know, just saying, not saying, but I'm just saying, uh, anyway, be ready on raceday.com. If you haven't checked out the book yet, it's there. Sample chapters, all the information. Uh, and it's also available on Amazon. Like I said, Kindle, paperback, whatever floats your boat. So with that, we'll go ahead now and uh, dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, my uh, guest today is another one of those people that I feel like I've been having various conversations with on social media for, gosh, a year, two years, three years, something like that. And only finally did I come to my senses and actually, you know, invite her onto the show so we can have a, a proper conversation and record it and, and share it with, uh, with all of you guys that are listening. So, uh, today's chat is definitely long overdue. I'm excited for it. And, uh, we'll get into all the different uh, topics and, and, uh, a lot of commonalities, I think that, that we have, at least from the, the conversations we've had, uh, as we get going, but, uh, you know, we'll just, we'll skip all that now. We'll get to it later. Uh, and just, uh, happy to be able to finally, uh, introduce Miss Haley Duke to the show. So thanks for joining us today. Haley, really uh, appreciate it. I'm certainly looking forward to it. Well, thank you, Denny. I'm really excited to be here, and I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, guys, if you haven't connected with Haley yet on uh, on the social medias, Twitter and Instagram, same handle, both places, so it makes it, uh, makes it easy. Uh, and it's pretty simple, pretty straightforward. It's at Haley Duke, which is her name, and then an underscore at the end. So at H-A-L-E-Y-D-U-K-E underscore. Uh, and if you want to check out the website, it hasn't been uh, no updated post in a while, but it's still there's lots of good information there. HaleyDuke.com is the website. Uh, and as per usual, everything will be linked up in the show notes, photos, all the, all the things. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 678 is the link that will take you to uh, today's episode. Contact links for, for Haley as well. You can get to her that way if you're out on the go and can't, uh, can't connect at the moment, but you decide decide that you want to, which I think you're going to do. So uh, anyway, now that we got all that uh, good stuff out of, out of the way, the house cleaning, if you will, uh, Haley, the way we always start off each episode of the show, same simple question, um, at least for me, as, as I say several times, it's a simple question to ask. For some people, it's a simple question to answer. Some people, it's a, a little bit more of a head scratcher and, and kind of have to, to take your pick. But it's just to uh, simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Well, uh, I don't think anybody, any of my friends, family, anybody who knows my history, I have a simple Google search to my athlete's profile will probably give you that answer straightforward. Uh, the half marathon is without a doubt my favorite to race um coming up close to my 40th birthday and one of my goals was to hit the 40th half marathon right around that same time frame so uh, i've just got two weeks pretty much shy until i hit it and i'm super excited uh the half is uh, that was my very first like real race i did um a race shortly after my daughter was born and um i was hooked it was Mm. Just honestly, the the distance is short enough to fit into my hectic lifestyle, uh, training wise, and um, it's still challenging enough to kind of give me that drive and the focus during the training, and to really feel like I'm I'm setting a goal, working hard, and then hitting it. So um, yeah, the half without a doubt. Gotcha, gotcha. Which uh, which race is uh, number forty going to be for you? Oh, you know what? I've got a couple. (laughs) I'm going to try to squeeze in. Uh, It's probably going to be the best damn race in uh, Safety Harbor, Mm. which is perfect because that's like my almost like my hometown race. I've been running with them since their inaugural year. And um, it's it's like a party. So it's going to fit in really, really well with, you know, the 40th birthday celebration, 40th half marathon. Um, I got a lot of friends in the local area that are going to be there. So it's going to be a great day. You should come. You know, I might, I might think about it. it. Although, as we were talking about beforehand, uh, before we started recording, that would require me to get on I four. So, you know, there's yeah. always that that, that always uh, trepidation <laughs> creeps in getting on the interstates down here, especially that time of year because you get all the it's snowbird crazy and spring training crazy about to to get started. So, um, but we'll see, we'll see. Um, so you mentioned that uh, the first first half marathon, if I if I heard you correctly, the first half marathon was was shortly after your daughter was born or, or shortly before, kind of right, right around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like from from seeing some some pictures and whatnot on on Instagram um, that that wasn't that long ago. About what's what's the time frame that you're going to be getting to your your forty your fortieth half marathon? I mean, was it is it eight years? Ten? I don't think it's ten years. Has it been? No, it'll be. My daughter just turned seven, and basically she was born in, in 2011. So my first half was uh, in 2012. So a um, little less than, uh, well, six and a half years, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it was a wine and dine half marathon. I gained like 55 pounds with my daughter. And so running kind of kicked off as a, a motivator for me to lose the baby weight. And a friend of mine had just uh, ran a half maybe a few months before I had my daughter. And so it kind of like sparked my interest. I thought, uh, you know, well, if she can run a half, maybe I can do this. And I never really considered myself much of a runner. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it for like fitness going through college and um, in high school sports, you know, we run as punishment, quote unquote, or, you know, <laughs> for conditioning. Um, but I had never really logged my time or um, my distance and pace. So um, running a half kind of it was a little scary for me at first, but I did it because it was something to get me motivated to get up and out the door. And my kid was already waking me up really early in the morning and I needed something to do before everybody else woke up. So going for a run was just really a natural way for me to, uh, you know, progress in the morning after, you know, her first feeding as a newborn. And um, I just really fell in love with it, especially, you know, crossing the finish line in my first half, you know, get the that just feeling of exhilaration, the runner's high and your sense of accomplishment, you're just filled with emotions. And, um, it really, you know, it caught me. I was, I got bit by the bug right away. And then I ran actually seven halves that very, within that first 12 month span of running my first, I think I ran like six or seven halves that first year. And I was like, okay, (laughs) (laughs) I I think I'm officially a runner. Yeah. I, I would say that that's, uh, a pretty, uh, Pretty, pretty clear that you got bit by the bug if you if you knocked out seven more in that in that first year uh you know 12 month window like you said and uh you know small world um if you ran wine and dine seven years ago but we we, we ran together didn't didn't Aww. know it but we we were we were there together i ran the first i think basically i ran all of them until they turned it into a morning race and then i just said oh, right, yeah. I'm, I'm done with it like uh the, the night race was was so so was unique special and, and it was yeah it was such a different fun race um that i i probably would have kept kept doing it but you know it's not like disney's hurting because i stopped running the race so you know it, it is it is what it is but that was that was a fun race and especially i can imagine it'd be a fun uh kind of first time half marathon although um probably different than those other six or seven races that you ran in that first year yeah very different uh you know what did the race start at like i want to say my my crowd probably kicked off close to 11 o'clock at night and i finished maybe you know i ran like maybe a 225 half and so, I mean, I finish and I'm immediately famished and I'm thinking like, oh yeah, I'm going to get to eat all around Epcot as kind of like my finish line party. But I was freaking tired and <laughs> all I ended up eating that night was a cheeseburger from McDonald's, as sad as it is. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that, that was always, I don't know, for, for me it was, um, you know, I guess maybe because because being local, it wasn't as big of a deal to go back. Like I'd go back into the park and maybe do a ride or maybe get one one bite to eat. But it was like like I was I was driving home, you know, after the race. Oh, so, you yeah. know, it, was, it was like I'm not I'm not sticking around too late. And I'm certainly not uh, drinking my way around the around Epcot because um, too cheap to, to pay for a hotel uh, after the race. So. Um, so yeah, I, I, but it was, it it was just a nice, a nice thing, but, uh, it it is, it is what it is. And you know, Disney, Disney does what Disney does. And if you don't like it, I guess you don't have to go, but, um, back to, to kind of the running stuff and and maybe even in that, that training for that race, um, it's, it's clearly sounds like crossing the finish line. I mean, you know, what, what, and that, that race experience, which makes sense. A Disney race experience is is a pretty, uh, pretty fun thing. Um, and that really kind of sounds like it kind of cemented that, that, you know, running was, was kind of your thing at that point. Um, but in the training and in, in those, you know, the, those, those leading up to that, where you're the tired mom and the baby, you know, up with the baby and things like that. I mean, just, you know, was, was it a pretty, 
smooth process through that, or was there some some times in that and those those kind of that leading up to that first race? Where you're like, you know what, this running thing, I don't I don't know if I if I like this so much, or was it pretty pretty much love at first uh, first step for you? I think I was in a really good place at that time to transition from new mom into a runner. Um, I had our next door neighbors were really active, uh, in the the physical capacity. Like they did, uh, they were cyclists, they did a lot of running. Um, and so we kind of had like that vibe on our, on our, in our neighborhood corner. And we were really fortunate to live close to one of the nice trails here in the Tampa Bay area. So, um, with my daughter waking up, you know, she slept really good. I give, (laughs) honestly, I, I give a lot of moms credit who run through, you know, troublesome newborn phases because it's, it is exhausting, but I was really, really fortunate that my daughter slept really good. So even past like that third and fourth month, um, when she started sleeping through the night, it was just so energizing to get up and go for a run and come back. And, you know, my daughter would still be asleep from her last feeding. And then my husband would go off to work. And I just felt, you know, I had this adrenaline rush still in my system. And I was like, super productive, I guess. I don't know, it kind of tricked me because my second, my second pregnancy or after my son was born, he was the complete opposite. And that presented a lot of challenges with him. Um, but kind of to get me started in the, uh, in the sense of a, of a running mom or a mom runner, um, it was, uh, it was pretty smooth with, with my daughter. Um, and the, um, I did train for my first, I, I did almost all of my training by myself solo. Um, and I just had a lot of encouragement from, like I said, like our neighbors, you know, they ran and they did races and they were really active. We played softball on the weekends and stuff. So, um, there was a lot of encouragement from them as well as my girlfriend, who was the whole reason that I Mm -hmm. started the race in the beginning. She was really proud of me for, uh, you know, for going at it. And, um, I connected with a lot of people via social media as well. So that was super encouraging to know that other moms and other people, you know, with newborns were doing the same thing. So, I mean, I've always said the running community online is super, super supportive and encouraging. And it's um, it's it's great to have those people to uh, to lean on and for encouragement and advice. And um, but, yeah, that's uh I guess I was pretty lucky with my first child because she did. Had I had my second child first, I don't know if <laughs> running would have been something that had gotten to this point over the over right. the years. But yeah, because she was she was a pretty good baby, so it definitely helped. Yeah, I I, um, I, I was I was kind of shaking my head a little bit because when it, when our daughter was born, um, it was it was I don't know fourteen months till she was sleeping through the night, and it was it was okay. just like. Oh man, it was, it was uh, obviously both, both of us, my wife and I was just, it was, it was, it was a struggle. And then, you know, when you said that your, your son was uh, a bit more difficult, um, you know, it was, it was like, oh, okay, well, at least, at least you didn't have two that were, uh, sleeping, sleeping all the way through. Although not that, that, not that that makes my pain any, any better or anything like that. But, um, I guess where I'm, I'm trying to go with this is that, you know, obviously, um, or at least most of the time every pregnancy is, is different. You know, every, every experience is, is different. The, the whole nine yards and the whole process of, of, of pregnancy, uh, birth, the, the post postpartum, all, everything is, is different from one child to the next. Um, but you know, well, I guess maybe first question, did you, did you run leading up to the, the birth of your, of your son? Or once you were found out you're pregnant, did you kind of back off from, from running a bit? So here's a funny story. So I ended up 
I worked, I worked in restaurant industry for um, most of my uh, most of my early adult life. So in my twenties and even like into my thirties, I worked in restaurants. And I had over time, I was always really active as a high school and college athlete. And then I got to the restaurant industry, and you know, lots of fatty foods, lots of butter, and lots of after shift drinking. So I had gained a lot of weight right up until maybe like my 28th or 29th birthday, I started to put on some pounds. And I ended up, like I said, I always ran for cardiovascular uh, conditioning for sports. And then even, you know, going to the gym, I jump on the treadmill, I never really paid attention. Um, But I always ran for the benefit of, you know, that my health. But when I was, like I said, in my late 20s, I had started to gain some weight. So I kind of got serious with my health and fitness, but I didn't necessarily like dive into the running community just then and yet. So when I got pregnant with my daughter, I didn't really know. I was so very kind of ex- inexperienced with, you know, being a runner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't run. I almost stopped like almost all fitness activities while I was pregnant with my daughter. It was really, really bad. (laughs) Um, But I had lost so much weight and and kind of like, you know, capitalized on on becoming so health driven beforehand. I think it kind of deprived myself a little too much of like the extra sweets. So when I got pregnant, I kind of used that as an excuse to indulge a little bit more. You can just say I became very close with a man named Ben and his <laughs> friend named Jerry. Right. Um, so that, you know, definitely helped to um, pad me around uh, my pregnancies. So when I came off of, um, you know, after I had both of my births were surgical births. So once I was cleared to start exercising again, I was really excited because it was almost like a challenge. Like, okay, you got really, really, you know, you went over the top with uh, the weight gain during the pregnancy. Let's see how hard you can work to get it back off. And so setting that half marathon, you know, goal in, after the birth of my daughter was a great way to motivate me to get the weight back off. But then once I got into running, like I loved it so much that even when I became pregnant with my son three years later, I did not stop. In fact, I ran, I think, three halves while I was pregnant with him. And I ran pretty much up in day, up until like, I think it was like a day or two before he was wow. scheduled to be surgically delivered. And I mean, I tried to stay as active as I could. I only gained 35 pounds with my son as compared to the 55 with my daughter. And, um, you know, you bounce back a little bit easier still because of surgical birth. Uh, you know, I had to I had to take it really easy coming back. But um, it definitely made me feel healthier throughout my pregnancy. And, um, you know, you just take a little bit more care of yourself and what you're eating. I ate a lot healthier with my son as well. So um, very different pregnancies and very different kids, too. So <laughs> you kind of wonder what's correlated. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, uh, you know, and, and obviously there's there's no way of, of knowing exactly what what differences of you know something that you did different running versus not running or, or whatever it is um and, and and how all that plays out but it's it's just always interesting to me um you know as as obviously as as a man as a father but as somebody who clearly can't can't carry a a, a child how um you know just the different perspectives so my, it sounds like um your first pregnancy and, and my wife's pregnancy were very similar in that she didn't, you know, once, once she found out she was pregnant, I mean, we were, we did the whole infertility thing for like four, four and a half years. And so it was like, um, when, when she found out, it was like, I don't want to do anything that could possibly jar anything loose or, or any, you know, I, I don't want to run. I don't want to jump. I don't want to do anything. Um, yeah. just, just to try. And even though like she, she knew, you know, 
in her head. Like, I know that that's ridiculous to think. And the doctor's like, yeah, it's totally, you know, as, as we're going through, everything's totally fine. Uh, but she just, she just backed way off. And, um, you know, it, it would be interesting and, and, and not that there's not, not, not making any announcements here, but it'd be interesting if, if she was, if she were to get pregnant again, how that would be different, you know, would she, would she be as, as, um, cautious would she would she be a bit more you know like yep yeah, back into running now so i'm gonna keep running like what it's just you know di- you know obviously always different from from one to the next how that all plays out um, definitely but but mm-hmm. so then after after the birth of your son with with like you said things being a bit him being such a different different baby than than your daughter and and this and i'm, I'm inferring here that the sleep wasn't as good as far as sleeping through the nights as, as quickly and whatnot um how did that impact the, the running coming back after after his birth Oh, um, so it definitely made it difficult. Um, actually, it's funny because um, I'm going to tell you a funny little story. So I had the first year, you know, I did the six half marathons and I kind of got on this momentum where I wanted to keep running. And my husband actually had wanted me to he wanted to have our kids spaced really close together. And I was like, no, mm. I just started doing this. I don't want to take a break to get pregnant again. I'm like, I'm enjoying my, you know, my little running journey and my fitness journey back, you know, let me enjoy the body that I've worked hard to get so that, you know, give me like another year. So we agreed that we would wait until my daughter was, um, you know, right around like the two and a half mark to try to get pregnant again. And so, um, it was kind of funny because, um, I had thought I had actually signed up for a full marathon and I had ended up falling down the stairs and I kind of twisted my ankle a little bit. So I had to defer, um, or actually I drop down to the half on that particular one. But I knew I wanted to kind of dive into the marathon uh, racing world. And so I, on a whim, I was like, well, okay, I would like to do one of the bigger uh, full marathons. So I put my name in the lotto for the New York City Marathon, not thinking for a second that I would get in. Uh, Well, of course, my first attempt, I get in. (laughs) And, um, And then, of course, like, a few weeks prior to me learning that I got in, I found out we were pregnant. So I had to defer. Well, my son ended up the following year. He was due in September and, you know, or I'm sorry, that year that I got in for New York, he was due in September. So I knew, you know, between September and the New York Marathon, I wasn't going to have enough time, obviously, to train. Um, so deferred to the following year. So let's see, uh, he was born in uh, 14. So I did the New York City Marathon in 15. But leading up to that race, like I knew I wasn't going to defer again, but the training absolutely sucked. It was so difficult. I was tired all the time. Um, like I didn't want to defer or drop out because I had already done it once. So I really just pushed myself just to do like the bare minimum of training just to get me over the finish line. And, um, definitely struggled getting up early in the morning. Um, my husband traveled a lot that time too. So, I mean, sometimes he'd be gone throughout most of the week. So, um, I wasn't hitting like the specified workouts like I was supposed to. And just, uh, it it was really, really rough, but I did not want to give up on that race because, you know, I had already had to defer once. I didn't want to have to do it again. I mean, aside from the whole cost of it, I just, I really wanted to run New York. You know, so many people absolutely, um, you know, rave about that race. And I ended up coming back, uh, and I did run New York as my very first full and um, it was amazing, even, you know, being slightly undertrained, it was still an amazing experience. And um, I don't regret it at all. 
Um, but as a side note, um, it took its toll on my body and um, the lack of sleep and the training. Um, I could definitely see a little bit of um, my immune system's response to, you know, the lack of sleep. So I kind of had to make a decision um, after that. Like I was getting up really early in the run, excuse me, early in the morning to run, usually around five o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I finally had to make the decision to switch to evening runs until my son started sleeping better. And he's almost or actually he just turned four and he just started sleeping pretty much through the night. Wow. <laughs> wow. He's, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. That's, a, that's, oh, that's tough. Yeah, he's got a little bit of, um, he's got some health issues. He's got extremely bad eczema. And so the mm-hmm. eczema was just so bad that it, he would wake up scratching mm-hmm. in the middle of the night until he would bleed. And so it did, it was really taxing on not only on him, but on myself and my husband. Right. And so, yeah, but uh, as far as marathon training, it was tough. And uh, I definitely learned what my threshold is for uh, for sleep. Mm-hmm. So now I'm definitely focus a lot more on getting that, you know, good seven, eight hours of sleep and trying to train in the evenings or working it out, like doing a lot more treadmill runs, uh, mm-hmm. after, after that first year. So. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Wow. I, I can't, uh, can't, can't <laughs> imagine, uh, you know, every, every so often now we'll have, you know, we'll have a bad dream or we'll have something that, uh, that, that gets us up. And I mean, just a couple of days ago, as we're recording this, I was, I spent half the night in, uh, in her bed, uh, in my daughter's bed, just, you know, bad dream. And then she couldn't fall back asleep and yada, yada, yada. Um, but man, it's, it's, it definitely takes a toll. Cause definitely I noticed, you know, the next morning trying to go for, trying to go for a run, trying to just do, just function. And it's like, Oh yeah, this is what I lived like for, you know, 14, 14 months in this kind of zombie state of, of not, uh, not training, not training well. And, um, I didn't do a lot of, of, real racing that first year after she was born. I had somebody, a friend tell me that, you know, even as the dad, he's like the first, the first year or so after you have a kid, like that's not, you're not going to PR. Don't try. Don't hold yourself to you know, run when you can do what you can, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an adjustment. Um, but that's, that's interesting that, uh, maybe not interesting because it, it makes total sense that, you know, training for, for New York in that, that situation with not sleeping real well, trying to figure things out was, was difficult. Um, but it sounds like the race itself was still a, a good experience. Is that, uh, is that accurate? Yeah, the race itself was a fantastic experience. In fact, I can't wait to go back and actually be able to, uh, to train, you know, and actually race it. Uh, you know, I did, I soaked in every single step of the way. It is absolutely um, my favorite race, um, favorite full, absolutely full marathon. I, I just, I can't wait to go back and do it again because the city just comes alive. I, I've always loved New York. My um, One of my best friends, she's lived in pretty much every borough in New York. <laughs> so it was nice to go and run uh, through the streets and um, to explore the city by foot and have all of the, you know, everybody that comes out for it. And I had a really good group of friends that came and supported me. And they met me at like four different stops along the course. So that helps out tremendously with your, you know, your experience of the race. And it was just, it was, it was definitely, uh, one I'll never forget. Have have you run other marathons since then or or not so much? No, I have done, let's see, I've done four full, um, I did, um, yeah, I've done the Denver marathon. I did Disney, of course. Mm -hmm. You gotta, gotta run Disney when you live here in Florida. It's an experience. And then I just recently did the Chicago marathon in October. Okay. Okay. So that's, it's, you know, Denver is still obviously a, a, a big city, but maybe not quite the, uh, the size. I don't know. What is that? It can't be the same size as those other, I mean, New York obviously is in a status of itself, but Disney's pretty crowded. Chicago is pretty crowded. Obviously New York crowded. Uh, was, was Denver similarly crowded? 
Uh, no, actually. Uh, so Denver has, its, I guess, an entire running festival. So they've got uh, like a relay that goes on the same time as the marathon. And I think the half marathon is the day before and like a five and 10K uh, leading up to that weekend. Um, but yeah, that course definitely was quiet. So um, the comparison and of course, the altitude really kind of got to me. I, I, I did not prepare for that as properly as I should have. Well, what, what can um, you do? You're running in, in Tampa. I'm running in Lakeland. Like, like I mean, there's, yeah. there's only so much you can do. Just try to be as fit as you can be, but you're not going to be able to breathe. So that's just going to be what it is going to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it was, um, it's a great course. Most people are always uh, surprised to hear that it is extremely flat and there's no hills for the Denver Marathon. So, um, but um, it is because they have a relay and um, it's just throughout the entire city. Um, beautiful course, um, but nowhere near the big city uh, crowds like you see in, in Chicago or even Disney and, and New York. Mm -hmm. do, do you have a I mean, you know, I guess you've got uh, probably three three crowded marathons, one one non-crowded uh, marathon, and, and I'm I'm gonna assume that probably some some mix in that with with the half marathons as well. Um, do do you have a, a preference for the uh, the 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 bigger crowded uh, you know elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder for for most of the course races, or do you like kind of having some space and and uh, a little bit of separation between you and everybody else running around you? Truthfully, I I really um. So running is extremely social for me, um, maybe not necessarily the racing aspect of it, but, you know, races in general, um, they provide a little bit of, you know, the entertainment value and the camaraderie of the running community. And um, I don't necessarily have a preference. The logistics on race morning, you know, Disney and New York and not so much Chicago, but like the bigger races, they tend to they're very um a little more taxing right. on uh, on the preparation, so I think I prefer the smaller races. Truthfully, um, like Chicago is probably like you know the perfect blend because the logistics, being that it's not a point to point, are a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, leading up to race day, it, you know, as less hectic and less stress as possible is really preferred. But I'll I'll, I'll do New York again for sure because it's yeah. totally worth the you know the ferry boat ride or the uh, mm. or the buses you know shipping you over there to Fort Wadsworth. It's it's an absolutely great experience. Uh, well worth it. So yeah, everybody that uh, I talk to this run New York definitely definitely you know recommend it and and uh, it's it's one of those things where. Um, I keep telling myself that one of these days I'm going to start entering the, the lottery, but you know, my luck, it'll be just like you where it's like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just enter. Cause I'm not going to get it. You know, the first time, like I'll just start entering now so that, you know, three or four years from now I'll, I'll finally get it. That'll be yeah. the time that I, that I get in. And then it's like, all right, well shoot. Now I gotta, now I gotta do this and make it, make now it happen. I but, actually have to run. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, shifting, shifting gears slightly, stay, staying with the, the running theme, but, uh, maneuver into a, a slightly different angle. Something I noticed on uh, on your Instagram uh, not too long ago. Actually, my my you know again small world didn't even realize it, but my, my wife was at the uh, the Tampa Hot Chocolate 15K there a little bit before Christmas, and, and you were there carrying the, the a pacing flag. Um, and I know that's something that, that you're doing uh, again. You'd mentioned a, a, a race upcoming uh, down here in the in the Tampa area, the the Skyway uh, race. You're, you're pacing for that one. Um, ha have you been pacing races for a long time? Is this still something that's kind of new to you, or how'd you get started into uh, into pacing? So, um, I'm still fairly new into the pacing world. Um, the, um, I think my very first pacing gig, I was kind of a last minute, somebody was sick, they needed a pacer. Um, and they, the race director is a friend of mine. Um, so he asked me to kind of step up and I was like, yeah, sure. I would love to pace. 
And um, I ended up having such a fantastic time. Um, it's it's so amazing. It's a great way to get back to the running community. And um, and then I got connected. Somebody saw me pacing, asked if I paced a lot. And I was like, no, actually, you know, I paced friends for their races, but I'd never actually been a, you know, a designated pacer on the race, uh, you know, for the race. And so I got connected with a, a couple of different pacing groups. And then um, I work um, and, and run with uh, somebody that works alongside a, a, a connection that I know um, had reached out to me about the Skyway uh, 10K uh, training program. They needed a running coach to kind of head up their uh, training group that leaves from the uh, International Plaza location. And they asked me to, to if I'd be interested. And I said, heck, yeah, I would love to do that. So, yeah, um, pacing is awesome. And it's like I said, it's a great way to give back. I used pacers for uh, a few races over the years. And, um, you know, they just, um, they're great people. And I've met some of my absolute favorite runners ever have been pacers. They add so much to the experience and they make racing, you know, um, a little bit less, uh, (laughs) difficult sometimes. Um, and they make a lighthearted, uh, or, you know, add a lightheartedness to the racing experience. So if I can provide that for somebody, I absolutely want to, and, and I really enjoy it. So I'll keep doing it as long as people keep asking me to. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I am. I, I, uh, got to pace, uh, this, this fall, uh, this past fall for the, the first time for a half marathon. And it was, it was, uh, definitely, I, enjoyable definitely uh definitely loved it uh and and you know that was kind of the first the first thing i said to the lady that was organizing it afterwards was like you know if you'll if you let me do it again uh, i'll 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 do it again next year it was it was a lot of fun um for you and, and your experiences of of pacing i mean other than than the obvious you know you're you're carrying a flag and you're trying to to maintain a a, a fairly steady pace so you can get to the the finish line at, at a certain time um what what was what's been kind of the the big you know differences again outside of the obvious between running a race yourself or even if you if you're not not trying to always maybe pr but but whatever i mean whether you're trying to race hard or just race for fun or whatever but you're running for yourself versus carrying the pacing flag and kind of at least the way i look at it like you're kind of you're there i mean you're there to serve you're there to to, to help the other runners so it's a completely different experience that, and, and from my one-time experience in it um curious for you to kind of that that comparison and compa- contrasting game between the two ways of of uh showing up on race day well, it's um, it's funny you should ask that, and this is a really good question. Um, I mean, like you said, you're there to serve. So one of the first things I kind of like to do is, you know, get to know some of them, try to find out, like, you know, who's who here is running for a PR, like what's, you know, what's your experience been? Like, what's your problem area as far as, you know, like, oh, well, you know, uh, the last group I paced, they wanted to, they kind of were um, utilizing some interval work. So just trying to kind of fit the need for the group um, and see where their, um, you know, where their goals lie. And I mean, one of my favorite things is, you know, trying to see where people are at and then, you know, trying to encourage them through that difficult moment, like, you know, for a half marathon, you know, mile 10 and 11 and 12, that's usually the times where everybody stops talking, it mm-hmm. gets quiet. And that's usually when I start to chime in and trying, you know, to um, continue to insert some positivity and keep, you know, looking back and being like, hey, you're still there. I see you because you never know somebody who is, you know, not necessarily next to you or by your side. There might be somebody behind you 
you that is looking at you and they want to keep you in eyesight. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if I can, you know, turn around and wave or make eye contact with somebody and be like, hey, I see you. I see you're still there. You know, you stay with me now. Don't fall off. And um, I mean, that's that's one of the best things. It's one of the best feelings is when you actually cross the finish line and you're by yourself because everybody left you Mm -hmm. to go hit their PR or, you know, they made it to the finish with, you know, 30 seconds or a minute to spare. And that's that is it brings such a a smile to my face to see to see that. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was definitely a a great part of the experience. I I had a little bit more of the the flip side uh, experience, people that were were with with us at the start or with with me at the start um and then it's like it it's you know, had to leave them had you know they they started to to fade yeah. a bit um and it was kind of like you know trying to to encourage trying to motivate but it's just you know i mean it, we've all been there where we're maybe you know you're setting a goal and you're out there and you and you're trying to uh to hit it and you start to fade or you you shot a little too high and and now you're you're paying for it later um and that was that was a, the toughest part for me was like all right well See you guys, like I'll I'll be waiting for you at the finish, and uh, boy, that was that was one part I wasn't really prepared for, I guess. But I, I mean, it, it it's something I guess I maybe I should have been more prepared for how that that's going to play out. Have, have you had that experience as well? Yeah, actually, um, at the hot chocolate race, I had um, I had a really inspiring couple, or it was a, a woman and her son that were with me, and uh, she could have been a drill sergeant. She kept you know yelling at him, "Hurry up, come on." come on, you, you can do this. You can do this. And, you know, brought a smile to my face and made me kind of think of like how I would pro- probably possibly be with my daughter and, you know, maybe like another 10 years or something like that. Um, but there was another uh, couple girls that they did, they fell back and they didn't make their goal and it did, it hurt, you know, to see them. But um, talking with them afterwards, they, you know, they admitted that they were undertrained and that, you know, they didn't uh, commit the time. And so kind of having that, that uh, conversation with them after the race and saying, Hey, well, if you need any guidance, you know, if you want to come back next year and get stronger, like this is what, you know, this is a really great way for you to build on what you're doing right now. And, you know, just keep at it. And, you know, you did great. You just got to learn to pace yourself a little bit better towards the end. Like, you know, (laughs) save a little bit in that tank. There's, there's a lot of people that are misinformed about, you know, racing and they want to go out hard and then, you know, just slow down at the end. And, you know, that may work for some people, but, uh, you know, our strategies over the years have kind of been, you know, let's save it in the tank, keep it in the tank for the end so we can finish strong and, um, you know, trying to pass on some of that knowledge. And maybe it might necess- not necessarily be the race that I'm pacing with them, but if they can take that to their next race, you know, I don't I don't even care if they call and tell me, you know, as long as they as long as they're learning something through the experience, that's all I really care about. Right, and that, and that goes back to to that idea that you know, as as the pacer, you're there to to help and support and help other people do well. And even if even if it wasn't their day or 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 whatever, you know, like you said, if you can pass that little bit of knowledge or a little bit of of all right, you know, here's here's where where things maybe went wrong and and um and it helps them down the road. Then that's I, I feel like that's still that's still doing the job that day from carrying the flag is is helping yeah. somebody down the road. So that's that's awesome and definitely. Uh, uh, glad you're getting to experience it. Glad I've got to gotten to experience it once. And, uh, certainly, uh, sounds like, like, uh, both of us, you know, the, the more opportunities that you can do that, the, the better, um, one, uh, one other pacing question for you. Um, and, and maybe, um, you know, for me, I I'll, I'll, I'll lead it with, with, with myself and then, and then turn it over to you, uh, Haley. But, um, I've had a couple people ask me, not, not that they were offering me a position, but just kind of, you know, friends or whatever. Once I, once I pace to ask, you know, what do you think about pacing a marathon? And, um, 
you know, I kind of feel like I'm not quite confident enough that, uh, you know, that, that I could, I can handle a, a steady pace for 26.2 miles. I mean, like my last few races have been good. They've been strong, but like, you know, I'm pretty confident that for half marathon or shorter, like you tell me anywhere from, you know, one, one fifty to two thirty, like I can go out there and, and do it. Like no big deal. Like, you know, one fifty, I'm gonna have to work a little bit harder. Two thirty, I'm gonna have to just kind of cruise anywhere in between, whatever. I'll, I'll hit the marks and, and be there on time. Um, for the marathon though, that's, that's a scary pacing distance for me at, at this point. Um, what about you? I mean, you, you've done four marathons. Uh, you know, if, if the opportunity presented, would you, would you jump at it? Would you say, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm there yet? Like what's, what's your thought on pacing a marathon? It's funny you asked this question because I just like, I ser- seriously, like within a day or two, I was just asked to pace a marathon and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't know if I'm there yet. Like, it's a lot, to, you know, it's a lot on your plate and so much can go wrong. And mm-hmm. it's just even when you're pacing a race, you know, at 10 or 15 minutes, uh, you know, um, a little bit slower than your the worst mm-hmm. of your of your race uh, paces. It's still very intimidating to say like, oh, yeah, I can hit that. I can do that. No problem. I got this because with 26.29 miles you don't know what's going to happen in anything the smallest things can go wrong sometimes and be detrimental to that distance so I think I'm with you on the whole like I'm not confident to say that I can you know maybe one day I would really really like to be able to say yes um but at this point I'm gonna have to stick with the half marathon and and and, uh (laughs) in shorter distances for pacing because yeah I don't think I'm quite there yet because I don't somebody counting on me and then I let them mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's more, I don't care about me so much, but I would hate to, you know, to lead someone and then not be able to follow through. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I can go out and, and run a marathon and, and, you know, if I, if I blow up, whatever, if, if, if you have a GI issue, like whatever, like, you know, it sucks. Yeah. Like not, not excited about you. it, but it's just me. Right. Exactly. Exactly. If, if I'm, if I'm there for somebody else, Oh boy, I don't want to take that chance. I feel, and that's why I, like I said, I feel like I can, I can figure out a way to get through a half marathon, you know, like I'm, I'm confident enough. No, no worries there, but oof, full marathon. That's, that's a special person that's carrying. And then, and then it's carrying the flag for, you know, four hours, four and a half, five yeah. hours. Like that's, you don't think about that either. Uh, when, when you, when you see a pacer or whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a good experience. If anybody listen, if you have the opportunity, you know, unless, unless they're asking you to pace for a marathon for the first time, then maybe back off. But uh, you know, if you're confident, <laughs> go for it. But if you have the opportunity, it's, it's definitely uh, a, a cool thing to do. Agreed. So, uh, kind of shifting shifting gears one last time before we wrap up, uh, Haley, and uh, I don't know that we'll go into this this too deep, but uh, I, I at least want to touch the surface on on uh, the the keto thing, which I know is something that uh, that you've been doing for a while. Um, just like I said, from from social media conversations and, and following you along on, on on different different places, uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Um, and and I I, don't, I wouldn't consider myself keto, but I definitely would consider my in large part because I've never done any of the tests. Like I don't, I don't really measure anymore, count, count, uh, carbs and things like that. So uh, I feel like I've been kind of on that keto borderline for, for a while. Um, but, but definitely low carb, uh, high fat as a, as a you know, fuel source and, and whatnot. Um, and you know, it's one of those things that some people are, are open to the idea to at least try it. Some people say, Oh hell no, there's, there's no way. Um, how did, how did you get into the, uh, the, the, the low carb, the keto world? Um, and, and how have you noticed it impact your, your running and your, your fitness uh, pursuits? So, um, back 
when after my son was born, um, I I nursed him for two years because of his health issues. Um, he, he has a lot of severe allergies. And um, so I had to cut out all of his allergies, which peanuts, tree nuts, soy, dairy, eggs, all of that I had to cut out of my diet while I was nursing him because of his allergies. And that was, if you remember, that was while I was training for the New York Marathon. And it was the same year that I did the Denver Marathon and the Disney Marathon. And quite honestly, I think I jacked up my metabolism because I was, you know, I was barely eating because there was not a lot of food really available to me to eat. Um, and so after I stopped nursing him, I could not lose weight to save my life. It was just such a difficult time. Um, and I was still, you know, about 25 pounds heavier than I wanted to be. So I had done a keto diet about 10 years ago, and it was the best I had ever succeeded on a diet. And I wasn't a runner at that time, but I decided to go back to keto for the weight loss. Um, and this was just about two years ago that I did this. I basically, um, I remember I had stopped nursing my son. And then I think maybe three or four weeks later was when I just decided that I needed something drastic to kind of like shock my system again. Um, so I went back on a keto diet. I did like four days of just like pretty much just like eggs and chicken with water and bulletproof coffee. And those first four days kind of sucked, but, <laughs> and like, I kind of experimented with like intermittent fasting a little bit. And I was really struggling because I wanted to do fasted cardio, but then I was running long on the weekends and I just didn't feel like I had the energy to do, you know, a long run, um, in a fasted state and I was slowing down. So I really, I kind of got, I, like I said, I got a little extreme and I thought, okay, I want to, I want to do this keto thing again. And, um, and so I did, and I got like the little test strips and I yeah, tested my, my urine to see like where I was and, um, running, I was running probably like four or five miles, like minimum, um, on every single run, um, conversation pace most times. And then, you know, every, every so often I was thrown in some speed work, but, um, after about three or four months of being keto, I started, the weight started to kind of like fall off, but I noticed that my running wasn't like slowing down either. I noticed that I started to kind of speed up. Now I'm going to be completely honest here. I had gone through, um, I, that is right about the same time that I had gotten my coaching certification. And so I was starting to implement a lot of the coaching strategies that I had learned through the RRCA coaching program. So I'm not saying keto made me faster. Right. Um, I also was losing weight. So the weight loss very well could have been, you know, just, you know, you lose weight, you, be, you become a little bit, a little bit faster that way. Um, but, you know, it all kind of came at the same time. But I did notice that my energy levels were really good. In fact, I, I had ran in, um, let's see, probably about like nine months after I started the keto uh, diet this last time. I ran a half, completely fasted, and I PR'd, and I got done, and I was like, holy cow, I just did that. And I'm not hungry. I'm not shaking. I'm not, you know, I don't feel like I'm going to collapse. Like I still had a little bit of energy in my tank. And so after that half, I thought, you know, maybe this really can be sustained as an endurance athlete. And so I continued. I continued running halves. 
I think the most I ever ran in a fasted state was maybe 14 miles. Mm. And then when I started to train for Chicago, I started to kind of struggle because after I hit that three hour mark on my long runs, I started to really like bonk big time. And I was trying to fuel with like nut butters and bacon, (laughs) which was not, honestly was not the best thing to take out into the Florida summer heat and, you know, while you're training for a marathon. And that nut butter is just disgusting in 80 degree weather. Um, And so I kind of struggled and um, truthfully, I I loved, I ended up losing the weight that I wanted to lose from, you know, in the post baby weight. Um, And uh, I felt really good about myself, but I just couldn't, there's just not a lot of research. There's not a lot of, and I still have so much more research to do, but I couldn't really connect with a running coach or another endurance athlete to get some really solid advice on fueling Mm past that three hour mark. So in the middle of training for Chicago, I kind of started eating a lot more carbs and, um, it worked pretty well for me truthfully. Um, but, um, I, I've gone back on keto now that I'm no longer training for a, an endurance, you know, for a super long distance. Like now that I'm just doing halves again, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm back on keto and I feel great. I mean, I absolutely love the way my body reacts to this diet and, um, it's um, it's been really good for me. Uh, I do definitely think that um, it's something that I want to sustain for most of my life. You know, I don't mind eating the occasional slice of pizza, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't say bread is off limits, but um, the um, you know, it, it's not part of my everyday diet. And I do I do notice that my body responds better without um, you know, with a with a um, uh, with a low carb diet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's, you know, ultimately it's all about, and, and, you know, I mean, I've, I've said this all along when, when kind of sharing about my, you know, journey into this, um, low carb, keto, paleo, whatever you want to call it. I I don't even know what I call it these days, but (laughs) whatever it is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's working for me, you know, but I'm always kind of tweaking and tinkering and, and, and adjusting a little bit. Um, trying to optimize and, and trying to listen to my body. And it sounds like, you know, when you're marathon training, your, your body was telling you it needed, it needed a little something extra. So, you know, you, yeah. you, you give it to it. And, um, I think that, um, no matter what, what camp you might be in, whether it's, it's heart rate training, whether it's, um, uh, you know, high intensity interval training, whether it's, it's keto, whether it's, it's whatever, um, it's, it's easy to get, so lost in the dogma of you can't, you can't do this. You can't do like It's, it, you know, hardcore. It can, you can only have whatever you can only do this type of, of training. You can only, 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 um, but you know, use it, use it as your guideline, especially if it's working for you, but it's okay to, to adjust a little bit. It's okay to, to, yes. you know, have, even though, even though I, I need to try to talk myself into this sometimes, but it's like, it's okay to have, you know, have a, a slice of cake on, on somebody's birthday, um, on a special occasion, but just, you know, just because it's Tuesday doesn't mean it's a special occasion. So that's, that's where the slippery slope is for me of, you know, when, when is it okay to, or when, when, when am I okay with indulging because of an occasion versus, you know, just because, just because somebody brought, uh, you know, donuts to Sunday school, like that's not, that's not a special occasion. So, um, I, I struggle with that at all. Do you have any struggles with that at all? Or are you, do you have kind of your, your rules or boundaries in place and just kind of stick with them? I did for a while. 
So um, I know I briefly touched on it. So when I, um, before I got married, when I was losing weight before, um, I did like, I mean, hardcore, never, ever, ever cheated on my diet. You know, when I did keto before, like I, I just was completely against it because I thought, you know, it was like a gateway. Like you have just one little cookie. And then you're going to be like, okay, well, two cookies is okay. But then, you know, as I mentioned, I got pregnant with my daughter and I had deprived myself so much for so long that, you know, I was like Ben and Jerry's every day because like I hadn't had Ben and Jerry's in like three years. So now the mentality that I have is, you know, look, I can still call myself keto or, you know, um, you know, I can still maintain this lifestyle without, you know, having a treat here and there. Um, is not going to um, default you out of that bracket. <laughs> you know, we're, we're able to have um, the things that that kind of balance us out. So I definitely say I'm, I'm keto and that's the, the diet that I tend to follow, but I'm also not going to turn away from pizza is my weakness. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I, I like pizza and um, it's it's something that I have absolutely no problem saying, yeah, I'll take a slice or two because, it, you know, it's something that I've always um, I don't struggle with it, but it's something that I enjoy. And there's no reason for me to say, no, I can't have a piece of pizza when somebody says I want to order pizza one day, you know, and the same thing, you know, would apply to cupcakes or thankfully I don't have much of a sweet tooth. So I can very easily say no to cake and cookies and and um, even Ben and Jerry's now, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> I can say no, but um, but pizza is my weakness, so <laughs> that yeah. one's tough. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's kind of one of my weaknesses too. But it's it's uh, it, it it for me, I do most of the grocery shopping and most of the cooking. So you know, I just don't. I, I'm pretty good at with self control at the grocery store, so I just don't buy it, and then it's not in the in the house and and tempting me, but. Uh, my my darling wife got uh, some some ice cream not too long ago, and I, I am not gonna lie, it is tempting to see that in the freezer, and, and so far so good for me. But uh, maybe it's time to loosen the reins a little bit and have a have at least a spoonful, maybe not a scoop, but just a spoonful, just to yeah. Just to, although <laughs> although then yeah, then I get to the is it a slippery slope? Like you know, is that gonna be the the, the gateway and and uh, lead me lead me back to uh, carb crazy? Because like like you, I'm doing very well, uh, feel very good, um, but uh, you know, it's just. Trial and error, and, and I think that's that's kind of the name of the game. So as we're as we're wrapping up, Haley, I feel like I maybe I shouldn't have touched into keto because I could have keep going with it I for know. a bit more. And there's a, a whole lot of other questions, and and uh, would love to pick your brain on and 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 whatnot. But uh, at some point, uh, I need to probably at least respect your time, if not the listeners' time, at least at least your time, and not keep going too long. But um, as as we're wrapping up, the way I like to uh, to close these conversations is uh, with a, with a philosophical question, which is just basically a fancy way of saying it's kind of like the introductory question, something open ended, uh, and and a good way to kind of wrap things up. So um, at, at this point in, in your life, you know, with, with, with two kids and, and, you know, closing in on uh, 40th birthday, 40th half marathon, um, why do you keep running? You know, you, you got started to kind of, you know, from putting the pieces together to kind of lose some weight and kind of get back into to fitness after the birth of your, your first child. Um, you know, lots has changed since then, obviously. Uh, but uh, at this point, you know, started 2019, moving forward, wh why do you keep going out, out the door and, and getting those miles in on a regular basis? Well, it, I mean, the really short answer is it makes me a better version of myself. And um, I know that's kind of cliche to say, but um, it really is the truth. I'm a much more balanced and happy individual. I'm a better mom. 
Um, I'm a better friend, wife, daughter. Um, I mean, it's, it's really, um, it's, it's part of who I am. And, um, as I mentioned, you know, growing up, I was always really active and did team sports and um, none of that really gave me that sense of, you know, pride and accomplishment and self-worth that running has kind of given me and presented um, the positivity and the changes in my life and lifestyle. So um, I'm going to keep doing it as long as I can, because it does. It it it, it makes me very happy and the connections into the running community with all these other happy people makes me even happier. So people like you. Ah, well, you know how to, you know how to make a guy feel good at the end of a conversation, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, it makes it, and I don't say it's cliche at all. It, it definitely makes me a better person in, in all facets of my life. And uh, I know a lot of people agree with that. And, and obviously you do as well. So, uh, once again, guys, HaleyDuke.com is the website, Twitter, Instagram at Haley Duke underscore at the end. That's H A L E Y D U K E underscore on the socials. Uh, disruns.com slash six, seven, eight is the uh, link to get back to the show notes. Uh, if you got any, any, uh, you know, if you want to connect with, with Haley and you didn't, didn't remember the, uh, the, you know, her name, which is basically the, the place to find her, but, uh, we, we've got it there. Disruns.com says six, seven, eight thoughts, feedbacks, show notes from Ellen. Everything's up there. Uh, Haley, thank you for, uh, for, for taking the time today. Um, it's, it's been a, a long time coming, uh, and I'm glad we were finally able to, to make it happen. Um, and, uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. Uh, get those, those 40 half marathons and, you know, 40 more, uh, after that. But, uh, yeah. thanks. Thanks so much. And, uh, nothing but the best. Thank you, Denny. You as well. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope that you enjoyed the conversation between Haley and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from this episode. What was something that we talked about today that kind of uh, struck a chord, kind of resonated just a little bit more strongly with you than uh, everything else from today's conversation. There were, as as per usual, there, there's a few different things, a few different areas that I think I could I could kind of go down. Um, but I think that the one that really stood out to me was when we were talking about pacing and how Haley mentioned that uh, you know in, in her uh, most recent pacing experience, uh, you know there were some some runners that started out with her and they kind of fell off and and you know in talking with them afterwards found out that they hadn't been as prepared as they could have been. And um, just just her willingness to help them, not just in that race as their pacer, but to give them some suggestions, give them to some guidelines. You know, I, who knows the, the exact details? Haley knows the exact details, but I don't know the exact details. But, you know, the impression I get, they're still kind of maybe new to the sport. They're still kind of new to running, still figuring some things out, still still learning some lessons, maybe learning some lessons the hard way on that day as, as far as, how to pace yourself and to not go too hard at the beginning and hope to hang on, but maybe to try to save a little bit and, and kick at the end. Um, but wh- whatever the case, you know, H- Haley is the pacer that day was willing to, to give, give a little more advice, give a little more guidance, give a little, a little bit of, uh, of her knowledge to hopefully help them in the future race. And, and I think, you know, so often we, we get so focused on this race and, and, you know, for me, uh, I'll speak for myself when I was the pacer last fall for the local half marathon, you know, I was, I was focused on what can I do to, to serve those people that are, are relying on me for this race. I wasn't thinking about ways that I could help them, give them some tips, some guidance, some, some suggestions to go forward. Haley obviously did. And so that was really why this stood out to me, not just from a pacer perspective, but just us as runners in general, us, 
that uh, are, are maybe um, the role models, the mentors to some new runners. And, and, you know, just to be clear, you can be a role model, a mentor as a runner. If you're running seven minute pace, 10 minute pace, 14 minute pace, 18 minute pace, doesn't, doesn't matter how, how fast or, or slow you are, how far or how short you run. Um, you know, there's always somebody new. There's always somebody that's, that's new to the sport that doesn't know what you know. And so, you know, when we have those opportunities, to help to pass that knowledge, to pay it forward a little bit, whether it's at the end of a race that we were pacing, whether it's at the end of a workout, whether it's at a, at a, at a runner's club meeting, whatever it is, uh, I would just encourage you to take those opportunities. And I'm going to encourage myself to try to take those opportunities, uh, even more, even more. Obviously I try to to pour out as much as I can through the podcast, but there's plenty of people that I, I run with that don't listen to the show. And so maybe I can, I can try to pour out some stuff for them, some help for them, knowledge, uh, advice, support, encouragement, whatever it is. So that was, that was my takeaway. Just Haley's willingness to, to do that for those that, uh, she started out pacing and that fell off. And just a reminder that all of us can do that. Whether we're carrying a pacer flag, whether we're not, there's always those folks that we can support and offer guidance to along the way and, uh, never take that for granted, never pass up those opportunities when they present themselves. So that's, uh, that's my takeaway today. What about you? What stood out to you from this episode? Let me know. Shoot me a tweet at Dizruns. Shoot me a Facebook message or an Instagram message. Sorry. Instagram message at Dizruns. You can shoot me a Facebook message too, but there the handle's real easy. It's just my name. Um, you can also send me a, an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course you can head over to the show notes for this episode. Leave your thoughts and feedbacks, comments, takeaways there in the, in the comment section for today's post. Dizruns.com slash six, seven, eight is the link that'll get you right there. And I uh, would love to hear what you have to think about today's show, what your takeaways were. So with that, we'll go ahead and uh, start to, to pull this thing in, uh, get ready to, to, to put it down, call it a night. Uh, once again, Be Ready on Race Day is the book. If you haven't checked it out yet, uh, BeReadyOnRaceDay.com has some information about the book, uh, sample chapters, all that good stuff. If you have gotten the book in the past, um, I know I asked for reviews for the podcast today. I'm asking for reviews for the book on Amazon. Log in over there. If you're a... a verified purchaser of the book that's that's great if not if you bought it from me got a hard copy somewhere um and you're not verified by amazon it's okay you can still leave a review all those reviews are helpful so if you can leave a review be ready on race day uh is is the title of the book once again find it on amazon leave a review um because it just it just helps it just helps so thank you for your willingness to do that uh and now we'll go ahead and, and pull this ship officially into the harbor Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. If you did, go ahead and hit that share button. Let other people know about the show along the way. It certainly means a lot to me. And uh, the show continues to grow. And it's because of you guys and your willingness to uh, to tell others about, uh, about this show. So thank you for doing that. And until next time, please do well. Take good care. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, hope you're having a great rest of the day. And until next time, take care, guys. <laughs>